Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to West Dome Gold Mines fourth quarter and year end 2020 financial results conference call. I will now give it over to Heather Laxman to begin today. Great. Thanks, operator, and good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Before we begin, we'd like to take this opportunity to remind everyone that during this call, we'll discuss our business outlook and make forward-looking statements. These comments are based on our predictions and expectations as of today. Actual events or results could cause outcomes to differ materially due to a number of risks and uncertainties, including those mentioned in the detailed cautionary note contained in yesterday's press release and in the company's management discussion and analysis dated March 10, 2021. Both documents are available on our website and on CEDAR. Please note that all figures discussed on this call are in Canadian dollars unless otherwise stated. The slides used for this presentation and a recording of this call will be posted on the company's website. And now it's over to Lindsay Dunlop, Vice President of Investor Relations. Thanks, Heather. Here with us this morning, we have Duncan Middlemiss, President and CEO. Good morning. Scott Gilbert, Chief Financial Officer. Hello, everybody. Marc-Andre Pelche, Chief Operating Officer. Hello, this is Marc-Andre. Mike Michaud, Vice President, Exploration. Good morning. Raj Gill, Vice President, Corporate Development. Good morning. We will begin today with Duncan's discussion on 2020 achievements versus guidance and 2021 forecasts, followed by a more detailed operational review from Mark Andre. We will then move to a financial review from Scott, followed by an exploration update from Mike. Finally, Duncan will conclude with a summary and outlook. Duncan, please go ahead. Great. Thanks, Lindsay. 2020 was not without its challenges as we navigated our way through safely operating Eagle River and advancing Kena during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm very proud that we were able to do this without one incident of COVID at any of our offices or sites. Our team's response and implementation of the rigorous health and safety measures is to be commended. The social distancing aspect of the COVID safety protocol definitely had an impact on efficiencies and costs and the ability to generate drilled meters, which we'll talk about later in the call. With regards to production, we came in at the low end of guidance at 90,278 ounces. We did front end load uh, production because at the time, the circumstances surrounding the pandemic were very uncertain and we felt it was prudent to push production in the event there was a mandated shutdown in Ontario. In the second half of the year, Eagle River generated about 10,000 ounces less than the first half and that negatively impacted our costs, and consequently, we did come in higher than guidance on both cash and all in sustaining costs. Additionally, we identified almost $3 million in direct health and safety costs related to COVID-19. Meanwhile, understanding that operational efficiencies certainly took a hit, and those rolled up into our costs also. Looking ahead to 2021, we are guiding 92 to 105,000 ounces at the Eagle River Complex. As you can see on the slide, we are factoring in, in slightly higher costs. We are also guiding an additional 15 to 25,000 ounces of Kena production based on a Q2 restart decision. And we'll talk about that later in the call. 
I will now hand it over to Mark Andre, who will provide a more detailed review of operations. Thanks, Duncan. Daily production throughput at the Eagle Mine has significantly increased compared to 2019, mainly due to mine efficiencies and ventilation improvements. The main fresher fan upgrade is now completed and will allow us to increase the production up to 600 tons per day in 2021. 2020 average mine grade of 14 grams per ton were in line with the visor grade, but was lower than our guidance of 15 grams ton. Grades were negatively impacted due to geotechnical challenges affecting the grade performance in one of the keystopes mined in Q4. We have made some modification in our stoke design to address that issues. As well, the mail availability was low at 76% for the quarter. The mail experience on plan mechanical downtime associated with the cone crusher in December. This year, we expect grades to average between 13 and 15 grams per ton at Eagle. At Michi Pit, all mining operations have finished as per plan, and there are 50,000 ton grading 2.5 grams per ton stockpile available for milling. The company was able to replace the depletion of mined reserves in 2020 and increased them by 5% or 31,000 ounces, despite much less meters drilled due to evolving pandemic. Those reserves are now close to 590,000 ounces. The bulk of the reserves increases mainly came from the Falcon 7 zone with over 86,000 ounces at a grade near 20 grams per ton. Development toward the newly discovered Falcon Zone is underway and will continue all year. Those results represent a great achievement and clearly demonstrate the potential for adding more profitable ounces at Eagle, close to the existing mine infrastructures in a very near future. Now over to Scott for a financial review. Thanks, Mark. Despite the challenges in 2020, we generated $215 million in gold sales at an average price of $2,360 per ounce, $119 million in mine operating profit, and free cash flow of $29 million, net of $68.4 million spent on sustaining and growth capital projects. Net income and adjusted net income increased by 1.2 and 1.3 times over 2019. We ended the year with a cash balance of $63.5 million, which is more than sufficient to restart the Kena mine later this year and execute on major exploration programs on both assets, which is budgeted at $16 million per site. Now over to Mike for an exploration update. Thanks, Scott. As Mark andre mentioned, the drilling at Eagle River was less than planned, but we are pleased to have replaced what we mined and even added some. We have a much larger program planned for this year, over 120,000 meters of exploration, and we're currently ramping up now to achieve this. We are in the midst of completing a litho structural review of the mine area 
and the surrounding region as well by a well-respected consulting firm. The results will help us better understand the controls on gold mineralization and help with our exploration targeting. Our goal is to now find mineralized zones within the mine diorite east of our current mining area. We have done a really good job finding and delineating the Falcon 7 zone. And given, the, given that this zone was adjacent to mine infrastructure, it is expected this zone will have a significant impact on mine production in coming years. The Moss Lake mineral resource remains unchanged compared to last year, and Raj will speak to this later. No doubt the Falcon 7 and the 300 East zones have been the star players of the year. The drilling has continued to return exceptional high grains high grades this year, and as importantly, continuity of grades down plunge. This gives us a lot of confidence in achieving good production results going forward. Ongoing extension and definition drilling of the 300 East Zone has continued to return high-grade gold intersections, and this zone has now been extended to the 1400 meter level and remains open down plunge. In addition, limited drilling has intersected a new zone of mineralization approximately 40 meters to the north and then the hanging walls of the 300 East Zone, returning over 40 grams per tonne gold. This intersection really highlights the potential of finding additional sub-parallel zones in this area, and it remains a priority throughout 2021. Meanwhile, the Falcon Zone has been extended to the 1,000-meter level, with one hole returning 314 grams per tonne gold over six meters. This drilling was completed from the 772-meter elevation, and since that time, additional mine development has been completed on the 622-meter elevation to allow for drilling, and it's now within 50 meters in the footwall of the Falcon 7 zone, so getting close to first mining. Surface drilling is also now ramping up with two drills turning and more later in the year. The drills will focus on discovering zones near the mine area, such as the Falcon zones, and also testing the 20 kilometers of regional exploration potential. Over the past year at Kena, the impact of reduced drilling was to focus the underground drilling on converting the large inferred mineral resource at the A zone to indicated resources that could then be used in the ongoing pre-feasibility study. This definition drilling resulted in an increase of 77% in indicated resources. In addition, initial sill development was completed on the Kena Deep A zone on 111 level. The development has confirmed the continuity of the A zone high-grade mineralization along strike. The mill was restarted to process the A zone bulk sample in December, of which a total of 1,500 ounces of gold have been sold to date. More gold from the mill circuit cleanup has been recovered and will be refined by the end of Q1 followed by the final reconciliation of the bulk sample once all the information is available. Since the start of the year, the drilling has since been refocused on expansion drilling and exploration, not only at the A and VC zones, but at other prospective targets within the mine area. As part of this exploration focus, initial drilling with seven underground drills has already successfully expanded the size of the A and VC zones with follow-up drilling expected to contribute to future resource updates. Since the closeout date of the last mineral resource estimate in September of last year, 28,000 meters of drilling have been completed along the perimeter of the A zone, including one hole that recently returned 326 grams per tonne gold over eight meters core length. There exists excellent potential around the A zone to discover additional zones in this underexplored area. 
Also, drilling of the VC1 zone has continued to return a number of high-grade intersections at depth and has now confirmed that the VC1 zone extends 475 meters down plunge from 67 level to 107 level. The down plunge extension of this zone will be drilled from new platforms on 107 level that are currently being developed. Any additional mineralization found in this area could be mined using existing and planned developed at the A zone. This is a very exciting area, so stay tuned. Over to you, Rush. Thanks, Mike. In January, we were pleased to enter into an agreement with Goldshore Resources to monetize Moss Lake. The transaction will further enhance our balance sheet with upfront proceeds of $12.5 million, while maintaining exposure to long-term upside in the asset via milestone payments, a meaningful equity stake, and a royalty. The asset now has a dedicated team with a strong track record for creating value, allowing Westone to focus on our core portfolio of high-grade underground mines. Back to you, Duncan. Great. Thanks, Raj. 2020 was a year that nobody expected, and I want to extend my thanks and appreciation to all our employees and contractors for their attentiveness to safety. 2021 will be a transformational year for us as we plan to bring Kena into production, significantly reducing the risk associated with being a single asset producer. We were very happy with the successful restart of the mill at Kena to process the A-zone bulk sample, which is so far exceeding our expectations. The pre-feasibility study is progressing well and is on track to be released in the second quarter. We would expect to begin production in the second half of the year. At the same time, we are carrying out a $16 million exploration program with 65,000 meters focused alone on the A-zone and numerous step-out targets within the mine and more regionally. At Eagle, we are forecasting 92 to 105,000 ounces up slightly from our results in 2020. We are equally excited about the $16 million exploration program in and around Eagle, with many targets being generated through our structural analysis. With a solid cash position to start the year, plus the additional proceeds from the Moss Lake sale, we are well positioned to execute on all our plans this year and look forward to keeping you updated as they unfold. I will now open it up for the question and answer session and back to the operator. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, to ask a question, you will need to press star one on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound or hash key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. First question comes from George Topping with Industrial Alliance. Great, thanks operator. Hello Duncan, hello everybody. The, um, just interested in the bulk sample that's uh, in the next uh, week or two or so, I would expect. Can you give us more information on that, on what top cut was used in that area? Uh, how representative will it be of the rest of the deposit? And, you know, we've seen with other high-grade deposits uh, very positive reconciliation uh, changes, uh, like Cisco Mining, for example, with, uh, with lower cuts. But, you know, what would... How representative and how much can we infer from uh, from that if it comes back positive, as you mentioned in your press release? Uh, 
Go ahead, Mike. Uh, George, it's Mike here. The, um, I mean, I, I think you know the bulk sample was really positive in, in that it, you know, the showed the, you know, the geometry of the mineralized zones and, you know, the visible gold that we saw in core was certainly easy to see in the underground development. So we were happy about that, and you can see already that we've recovered 1,500 ounces of gold, and and the rest is now being processed off-site in a smaller facility, but. Um, you know, the, the, the capping that we used in the block model, you know, for the A zone was sort of a, you know, a three-stage uh, capping process. And, um, you know, when we, when we compare that block model to what we found from the uh, underground drilling, we capped that at around 90 grams per ton. But, you know, we'll probably be doing a 3D block model just based on the chip data and the muck data, and we'll compare that against the original drill hole data. But I would say overall from what we saw, you know, in the underground the sampling there, you know, we have a good chance to, you know, recover more gold than we originally predicted. Um, you know, it is on, you know, the edge of the deposit. So, I mean, uh, even if it's going to be positive, I don't think we're going to rush out and change the block model right away because it is only about, you know, just a little over 5,000 tons. I mean, my experience, you know, maybe 10 or 20,000 tons would be um, maybe a little bit more representative, but um, I think we're happy with the geometry confirmed by the drilling is was confirmed by the bulk sample and I, I think probably we'll do a little better than what we thought for the uncut bulk model. So that would be really positive. But you know, I think we'd like to get, you know, going with the mining there and get some more results back and see if that makes an adjustment uh, you know, in our model going forward. But uh, very happy with what we've seen so far. Okay, good. Um, the Production for this year, um, you've had to cut back and, and cruise underground because of COVID. Is the, develop, uh, the development uh, up, to, you know, up to speed and up, uh, far enough advanced to get to that uh, you know, 620 uh, tonne per day rate um, early in the year? Yeah, uh, good morning, uh, George. This is Mark. Uh, you know, despite despite the COVID and the social distancing protocol, I mean, we, we we've done quite quite well on the development last year, uh, and uh, and uh, basically we we basically on budget or on track, so so we 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 are in very good position uh, with just about half of the production this year is already developed, so basically. We, we were we are developing the second half of production and and we were already starting to to look at 2022 with the development of the new falcon zone so we're in good shape oh, good okay thanks mark um, i'll pass it on operators thank you Thanks, thank sir. you our next our next question is from uh don demarco with national bank oh hi uh thank you operator thanks duncan um Maybe this is a bit of an extension to George's question, but uh, um, with respect to exploration drilling, you've got a pretty heavy program set up for 2021. Can you tell me how many rigs that you have at each site? And, and I know you faced some challenges that limited drilling in 2020. Are those fully mitigated on, on the exploration front too? Hey, John, it's Mike here. Look, um, at Kena, uh, we certainly, uh, you know, we have seven drills 
running underground now. We're, we're really comfortable with achieving those meters. Um, you know, really what hurt us last year when was the government shut down everything for two months straight, and that really hurt the meters. We couldn't catch back up on that. But with the seven drills and the current production productivity that we see, um, no problem with that. Um, you know, and I, I think that this is an exciting year there as we start doing exploration drilling. And if we get into something new, you might have, you might even see us adding a few more drills underground there. So I think that would be really great. Um, on surface, you know, we're drilling right now with three drills. And um, we do have one drill on the ice, which is great. We're drilling some completely untested areas before. And, and um, so we're kind of excited to see some of that. But surface drilling is easy always to catch up on, hit your targets, because the... Um, uh, you know, we can always add another drill. We we certainly have seen a little bit of um, a little harder to find drills, but we have big programs, so it's easier for us to get the drilling contractors to want to hook up with us. At Eagle, again on surface drilling, there no problem. It's going well. We've we've ramped back up to two drills now. We have a fly drill sitting there on surface, and when the days start to get longer, we'll put that back into action. Um, the only area that uh, we have to push a little harder at this year is Eagle Underground. Typically, we run five drills. We have four there now. We have a fifth drill that uh, is going to be starting up shortly, and uh, we'll probably end the sixth drill later. You know, part of the problem there, as Duncan mentioned, with the, with the, um, um, the, the social distancing required at the camp, we've had, uh, you know, a shortage of rooms. We fixed that. We have another trailer coming in, uh, another 48-man camp coming in, and that's going to help uh, provide more rooms, and then we'll be able to add a sixth drill. So, you know, uh, having just gone through the board cycle here, you know, they're very anxious with um, getting those, those meters going, and uh, we are really pushing hard to make sure we hit our budgeted meters for the year. Yep. Okay, good to hear. Yeah, because I see even with the truncated program last year, you still managed some um, uh, reserve accretion. But and to that point, Mark mentioned that there was 86,000 ounces at Falcon 7. This is a priority target at Eagle. Um, how much of that was reserves, and, and what was the grade? For the Falcon? Yeah. Yeah. 86,000. Yeah, that's, that's the reserves. So that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's the reserves yeah. are down. 86,000 yeah, ounces at 20 grams. Yeah. And, 20 grand and more okay. Yeah, and more okay. resources. Because it was, it was lumped in yeah. with... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, so okay. we're actually really close to getting the, the footwall drift established at the Falcon. So really sort of twofold. We definitely want to go in and, uh, and have some uh, sealing along the ore, but we definitely want to uh, go a little bit further to the west and see uh, if we can uh, you know, continue to convert some of the existing resources there and upgrade them to reserves. But very excited about Falcon. Falcon is is very high-grade shoot, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to uh, getting over there. Okay, so just to confirm, like the number seven zone, you have 160,000 ounces grading 12.6. So you're saying there's, of that, there's 86,000 ounces of Falcon at 20 grams per ton? No, it's separate, Don. Oh, it's separate seven, from seven number seven? Is, yeah, yeah, Falcon is, yeah, they, they link at around 1,000 meters, but okay. uh, yeah, Falcon is its own entity in the uh, reserves. Okay, good stuff. And um, just final question then, the uh, uh, 2021 grade was, is 14, you're guiding 14 grams per ton. In 20. 20, it was a little bit variable from quarter to quarter. Do you think that it's going to be a little more consistent or we'll see a little bit more variability like we did last year? 
No, you know, you know what? I mean, uh, <laughs> Eagles, uh, a, a very lumpy mine, as we call it. I mean, when you're, you're in the high grade, boy, you, you certainly feel it. And, you know, like our, our reserves, you know, as, as an example, you know, we've got, uh, you know, 13.4 grams in the reserves right now. And, I mean, some of those reserves obviously are 20 grams. Some of them are at 10 or even less, right? So it all comes around to mine sequencing and because it, it's not a big mine, uh, you know, you're not able to, you know, take a couple of buckets out of here and not to blend it or whatever. It's uh, so basically, uh, you know, we saw that especially back in uh, in 2019 with our mining of the, you know, the the top uh, 70 meters of uh, of the 303. I mean, the grades were spectacular and you know everything. So it was it was good. But like I said, this is a, um, a very uh, difficult to smooth out in terms of grade performance at that mine. Okay, thanks for that. That's all for me. Thank you. Our next question comes from Ryan Walker with Echelon Partners. Hi, guys. Good morning. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, just first off, just want to congratulate you guys on your, your COVID performance. It's, it's very com- commendable. Uh, and it's uh, just great. Um, just turning to unit costs, uh, so creeping back up again, you know, do you expect that to be sticky? Is that mostly COVID-related, the increase? Yeah, what, what we see, I mean, we identified $3 million, uh, of direct costs, so those are easy to capture. The, the costs that I think are, are creeping in there is the, the cost of inefficiency, and we didn't identify them, but, I mean, if you, you listen to uh, McKinsey, I think that they had said that uh, they can attribute about 15% cost creep because of uh, because of COVID. And so, as an example, Ryan, I mean, you know, even at Kina, which is not in production, but we're you know drilling and developing in that, you know, the, the cage used to uh, you know have a capacity of 12. It's now got a capacity of four. So I mean, just everything is taking you know longer to to kind of establish and to get. Uh, I, I'd have to say, though, that the, the protocols are, are really working and, and knock on wood because we have been extremely lucky in terms of, uh, you know, not uh, having any kind of operational disruption due to uh, COVID. Uh, however, uh, you know, I, I do see that, uh, you know, things are just a little more difficult and uh, we, we look forward to uh, the vaccination. Actually, our mine rescue team is uh, going to get vaccinated as their, their first responders at Eagle. So we're starting to see that now and, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get back to more normal in the second half of the year and, and kind of, you know, really focus on getting our efficiencies back in, in the whole bit. Right. Okay, great. And then, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of questions have been uh, asked, but the, you know, news flow going forward, you got very aggressive drill programs at each operation. When can we expect to start to see uh, assays come out of that? Um, I would say shortly. Uh, certainly, you know, as you say, with so many drills running, uh, and, you know, um, Kena is, is, you know, producing a lot of core, and, and we're some in some great areas there. So that's going to produce some good results shortly and throughout the year. I, I mean, it's really good target-rich environment, I would say. And that Eagle, you know, typically, um, you know, we go about every couple of months and, and we, we put out some news. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty exciting year on the exploration side. Yeah, yeah. My guess will be you'll probably see a, an exploration news release every four to six weeks apart. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Our next question is from Phil Kerr with PI Financial. Thanks, operator. Good morning, everyone. Um, just a couple of questions. Just curious if you could elaborate a little further on um, 
some of the, uh, the specifics of the COVID costs and, um, and you know, kind of just site-related. You touched on, you know, the cage, um, you know, at Kiana only, only holding four at a time, but uh, could you go into further detail uh, over at Eagle? Sure. Hi, Scott here. And uh, so we identified the direct cost, as Duncan indicated. Uh, we looked at some of the costs, such as incremental uh, overtime, uh, you know, as we were keeping people in longer at the uh, site. Uh, we also implemented some social distancing protocols with regards to safety, uh, doing escorts down to uh, certain areas. And uh, those are the main costs. Uh, as Duncan said, there was a lot of inefficiencies regarding the, uh, related to the operational costs that we just weren't able to capture. Um, but that, that's sort of the, the main ones that we were looking at. Yeah, like PPE fill and things like that, additional security. I mean, we have the ability to do uh, rapid tests. Of course, we have our basically our own health unit now kind of uh, at, the, uh, at the gate at, uh, at Eagle. So, uh, yeah, that all costs money. So... That's, that's where we captured that, and, and like we said, we did not capture the the, the costs of you know operational inefficiencies. So, okay, fair enough. Um, and then just second question here, you know, Q4, maybe you could just uh, refresh our memories here, but uh, the um, you know the grade and production profile was uh, you know the weakest on the year, and looking uh, towards guidance and the grade profile uh, for 2021, you know, it doesn't really seem like we're anticipating, you know, some of that uh, 20 grain, uh, 20 gram per ton uh, material. Um, could you just uh, expand on, you know, maybe the mine plan and any potential, um, whether whether it's uh, this year or in 2022, to uh, start to tap into that higher grade uh, material again? So basically uh, what we see this year uh, in our budget is uh, basically we're going to be mining and uh, within our guidance uh, through the year. Uh, in Q3, I think the grade is expected to go a bit uh, higher because we are going to have a stop in the 303 zone. So, so we expect a bit uh, higher grade there. But overall, within our guidance, as I mentioned before, we are uh, developing toward the, the Falcon zone, and we, we're certainly going to see the benefit of, uh, of the newly discovery in the 2022 budget as uh, we are going to, to begin the production there. So, so I think uh, what we were, were targeting for 2022 is, uh, you know, continue to, to increase the, the throughput from, uh, from Eagle and, uh, and probably a higher grade cycle with, with uh, bringing the new Falcon zone into production. Yeah. Okay. And maybe just quickly a last question on uh, Kiana. You know, the news uh, noted here, uh, production of 15 to 25,000 ounces uh, in the second half of the year. Um, but with respect to cost, is, is there going to be some uh, more fine-tuning or expectations of, uh, uh, of kind of declaring those costs on uh, numbers maybe later this year or perhaps within the uh, feasibility study? Yeah, I, they're going to be captured in the, uh, in the PFS. So you'll, you'll see that. Of course, life of mine production will be available through there, so you'll see how we're ramping up. Um, yeah, so we're like uh, I say tabled for completion uh, Q2, sort of mid Q2, I think, and uh, uh, you know get a uh, production restart decision shortly after. And I think they're really, you know, we've always said the Keen is not going to take uh, long. I mean, we've been doing 
uh, you know, development in support of uh, exploration here for a while, but it's also going to be in support of uh, production very quickly. So it's going to be a relatively short uh, time frame to, uh, to start generating some ounces. Understood. Thank you very much. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our Q&A session and program for today. Thank you for your participation. Have a great day. You may now disconnect. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.